0: This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network.
1: The world's most horrible combination of the decade, showing in blood-curdling color. Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more. With your hosts, Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio.
0: I'm
2: Leo. I'm Lauren. And I'm Trevor. Welcome to your Boo Crew Podcast, episode 376. Hope you're well. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Apple Podcasts is where you can go to rate the show and write us a review. It helps the show so much and our overwhelming lack of self-esteem. It really does. And we will read your review aloud here in this very auditory stream of ones and zeros. I had mentioned this last week and still no new reviews, but that's okay. We know you're busy. You got more going on than having to write bullshit like this. We got a couple reviews. Where did... How? When? Oh, liar. From, From the great... White, North, Canada. Where are you seeing these? On Apple? Or are you uh, looking at, like, uh, one of those review sites? I have to look at the review site because Apple only shows you the U.S. review. Yeah. So So if you look right now, we only got that one from January 9th still. We've got two. Dude! more. Bring them on! All right. From
0: uh, March 21st, we got one from... L4Croy, I believe that's LaCroix, LaCroix.
2: LaCroix, yeah.
0: It says, love the boo crew. I love listening to them talk about horror, and they make
2: you feel like family. Aww.
0: That's so nice. That's your people right there in Canada?
2: Yeah. Does it say whereabouts in Canada? No, it just says Canada, unfortunately. All right. Uh, The
0: other one from Canada is from Anonymous, the bunch of S's. Okay. And that was on March 26th, and they say the one horror podcast that i never miss an episode of. Look forward to it every week.
2: Aw, that's so nice. That is so cool. What a surprise. Leo, thanks for checking into that. Yeah. Why doesn't the Canadian review show up on the Apple site? Because you have to pick your country. Oh, okay. And then it blocks everything from... Interesting.
0: Yeah, because of music music rights and podcast and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. So, like, if you pick, like, New England or whatever... I'm sorry, like, if you pick, like, Britain, it'll show you all the UK reviews. You know, so... But yeah, this one catches all of them. So I, saw, I noticed that there were two from Canada. I'm
2: like, oh, that's interesting. If you want your review read aloud on the show, send us some over at Apple Podcasts. And especially for Canadian, we'll look for them and we'll find them. Yeah. Thank you sincerely from the bottoms of our cold, dark hearts. All right. Yeah. New and streaming in theaters at time of release, March 30th, 2023. Very sorry we didn't release on our regular Tuesday this week. We actually had an interview which we haven't done in a long time. We interviewed McKaylee Miller for her new film, You're Killing Me, which is really damn good. That's coming out later, and we'll have the interview for you later. But because of that, we knocked our whole schedule out of whack, and uh, we're releasing today. Hope that's okay. I
3: mean, it's perfectly
2: fun with me. <laughs> All right. So, okay. <laughs> Don't miss this one. This one's on. This one's been on my list for a while. I totally spaced and didn't even realize it was coming out this week. Anthony de Blasi's Malum is on the big screen Friday. So this is the reimagining and expansion of Anthony's Masterpiece 2014's The Last Shift. If you've seen this poster online somewhere, it's kind of got this long-haired guy's face with a pentagram carved in it. Very creepy, very cool. It's a movie that is so deeply disturbing and terrifying that I can't even begin to imagine the extent of depravity and unrelenting chaos that this new version holds for us. Jessica Sula is assigned to the last shift in a decommissioned police station where a vicious cult once saw their demise with Russell effects behind the gore on this new version with Team Behind the Night House, Christmas Bloody Christmas, VFW, Bliss, Hellraiser, The Ritual. So Anthony said... In remaking his own film, the world is larger this time around, the characters and mythology are larger, the scares are cranked to 11, he was able to have more of a budget for special effects makeup and cinematography, and they did this by partnering with production company Welcome Villain, who they said allowed them to fully realize their vision without the limitations they faced on the original. It's been described as a dark, twisted roller coaster through hell. This is my recommendation this week. Leo, Leo, did you ever see The Last Victim, by the way? Or Last uh, Shift, Last sorry. Shift? Last Shift, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw it a while back. And for some reason, I always confused that movie with... Um, oh my gosh, who, who's the actress who didn't who, who couldn't show it to our panel at the Finalverse? Um, Alex Esso. Oh, yeah. I want to say they came out at the same time. And I always get hers confused for being that one.
2: Which one? Oh, Starry Eyes? Starry Eyes, Yeah.
0: Yes. I don't know why I get them both confused. Maybe because of the the poster artwork, yeah, yeah, concept <laughs> of the face and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: totally, totally. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing it. I, I did enjoy it. It was good. it's great. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, the original Last Shift was one of those movies that like I had a trouble. I had trouble going to sleep afterwards. Oh, that's very good. few films like that one and Megan is Missing. Um, what was that oh, other yeah. one? Uh, Hell House LLC. Oh, both yeah. one and two. Two really messed me up. I have to go back and watch two again, because it really messed me up. And I think there's there's three. There might be four, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm not sure. Someone out there is probably correcting me through their radio. How we found out about this remake, it was our, um, our friend from Fear Street.
3: Welch, Welch, Welch.
2: Welch, Welch, Welch. Yeah, Olivia Welch. Yeah, she was mentioning that her friend was in, uh, like, filming a remake of the last shift. And that's how I even found out that this movie was being made. And then I totally forgot about it, but awesome. I'm excited
3: to check it out.
2: Yes, Malum. All right, in limited theaters, you can explore Ennismen. This also looks fascinating. It's set in 1973 on an uninhabited island off the British coast. It's about a wildlife volunteer descending into a terrifying journey, plunging her into a living nightmare. It's written and directed by Mark Jenkin, and it's shot on 16 millimeter color negative using... A Bolex camera, vintage Bolex camera, to achieve the feel of discovering a reel of something that's unearthed from the past, screened in a haunted movie palace. This looks fantastic. I usually don't recommend seeing trailers. See the trailer for this one to get a little taste of what you're in for. Kind of reminiscent of... The Lighthouse meets the film they watch in the ring. The cursed film they watch in the ring.
3: Well, we are both wearing Lighthouse we are. hoodies. We are. And we didn't plan this. And we did this,
2: we was did this it last
3: twinsies.
2: week? Yeah, I think we did this with, yeah, was twinsies. it Midsommar sweaters last week? Or was it the same? No,
3: it was the same the same thing, fucking sweater. Because we were talking to Tom.
2: Oh, yeah. I remember that on the Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Coming to Shudder Friday... Star of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and Chucky, Lachlan Watson, leads the unheard. After undergoing an experimental procedure to restore her damaged hearing, 20-year-old Chloe begins to suffer from auditory hallucinations related to the mysterious disappearance of her mother. On VOD April 6th, look forward to Nick Kozakis' Godless. This is for Leo. The Eastfield Exorcism. A desperate husband puts his faith in a self-proclaimed exorcist when he's convinced his wife is possessed by dark forces. Leo's favorite words based on a true story. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Over on Screenbox, if you're a fan of the Outwaters, which you should be, you can now watch the prequel and epilogue shorts, Card Zero and File FL624 on the streamer. Card Zero is taken from a memory card the police found at Robbie's apartment, which is going to give you more context and explains more about why they headed out to the desert to film this music video in the first place. File VL624 is restored footage from all four of Robbie's cards, including Corrupted files they couldn't get off of them originally it's recommended to watch the outwaters then card zero followed by vl624 so you can visit the expanded universe of the outwaters
0: i did I, you know i actually saw it uh, uh yesterday i think it was and i clicked in it, but it, there's something wrong with my account i can't i can't play it but um
2: the, fi- the file was corrupted <laughs> yeah i got some severed headlines guys one of my favorite directors and probably yours as well david robert mitchell it follows yes. under the Silver Lake. He's shooting a new movie in IMAX for Warner Brothers and Bad Robot. It's described as a thrill ride starring Anne Hathaway, taking place in the 80s, and has dinosaurs. Oh my gosh. Is oh, this man. is this a remake of Tammy and the T-Rex, maybe?
3: I don't know. It sounds like something Thayer dreamt up. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's like your four-year-old. Yeah,
0: exactly. I love that. Mushrooms with Mitchell, and uh, they were like, yeah, that's... Dinosaur movie in the 80s, why not? You know, dinosaurs are back in.
2: It's seriously, it's Tammy and the T Rex.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly what it is. It's crazy. And then Evil Dead scribe Lee Cronin. Man, first of all, God, Evil Dead, right? April 21st, Evil Dead Rise. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes already from the screening, I'm assuming, from South by Southwest. And and any. Press screeners that have managed to, to leak out so far. He signed up to take on a new picture called Thaw for New Line. Set years after the polar ice caps have melted and sea levels have risen. The story of Thaw centers on a group of survivors at sea searching for a new home. Their prayers are answered with the discovery of an inhabitable town. That is until they encounter a new nightmare living just below the water's surface. Very excited for more from Mr. Lee Cronin.
3: There is a really cool book that is available for pre order called Naked Theater and Uncensored Horror. It's a memoir by Stuart Gordon and with a special tribute by Jeffrey Combs. So if you like Reanimator, this book looks really interesting and I'm really excited for it.
2: Speaking of books, there's a great book comic book shop here in the LA area called revenge of out in Eagle rock. They have one of yeah. the best collections of pinball machines. I think I've ever seen as well. I've been going there and getting into comics. And, uh, one line that I've been really, really enjoying is the chilling adventures presents line of Archie comics. And they do a lot of different Archie themed horror books. Like they got one where, um, Jughead is, uh, A werewolf. And they got Vampironica. (laughs) Nice. Right? Veronica. (laughs) Nice. As a vampire. And then I picked up this one shot uh, just this past weekend. Betty, the final girl. So it's written by a woman named um, Michael Osto, who's done over 50 books and comics, and it stars Betty Cooper of Betty and Veronica as the center of an anthology of horror stories involving a bloody send-up of Josie and the Pussycats, the hilariously titled Rosemary's Babysitter. Wish I came up with that. And it's, I don't know, it's a great Sunday read, and I look forward to the next one shot. It's going to be Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors. Ooh. So I'll be heading back to Revenge of and getting that.
3: Nice. I'll be playing pinball. Yeah. <laughs>
2: the Monster Bash pinball <laughs> oh machine. God. Like the greatest pinball machine <laughs> ever made.
3: I'm so obsessed with this <sighs> pinball machine, and I really want to trade our Wizard of Oz one, but nobody wants it, and everybody wants the Monster Bash, of course,
2: it's but, so fun. It's a remake like that Machine was out I don't know probably what early 90s late 80s. Yeah. And features all the universal monsters basically. And a pumping soundtrack it's and they so they fun. remade the, the game and man the toys inside are crazy. There's like a creature from the black lagoon underneath the playfield. Uh, green lit so it looks like it's, it's so water cool. the bride of frankenstein makes an appearance i know dracula like swings up, yeah. out of a coffin right and travels halfway across the the pinball machine right yeah.
3: now i want to play it
2: oh, it's so good frankenstein is frankenstein comes out right on one of those like medical tables yeah. doesn't it rise yeah if you get like a multi-ball or something? I think so God it's so fun And then the toppers cool Isn't aren't they all playing like rock instruments yeah. and stuff They have a band Is that the whole idea of Monster Bash I think Yep Pinball's coming back man Check it out at Revenge of Alright we were supposed to talk about this last week and we never did Oh The guest that got away
3: oh, That is a great oh, story I'm so excited to share it with you
2: <laughs> That's funny <laughs> We're gonna do it carefully And respectfully, because we're a huge fan of this person. And we were bummed it didn't happen. But it was an interesting, uh, I don't know, maybe a lesson for us. It was one of the earlier guests, right? When we were just booking the show. I think we still had maybe 20 uh, episodes under our belt at this point. Yeah. Like Danny Elfman had been over and some fairly... Elvira. Yeah, Elvira had been over. Yeah, some fairly accomplished horror icons. And there was this woman that was on our target list to get on this show f- back when we f- like thought of the idea and i think it was leo who brought it to the table leo, you're a particularly, leo. yeah you're a particularly yeah. big fan of this this woman yes. someone who's a we won't say the name but someone who's a baker in the horror space with a massive following and we're huge fans of her we had booked her for the show we were all excited and we set up the studio here and it's it's usually we go through a big process whenever a guest comes over because it is at the house here
3: and if you have four kids Hmm. your house looks like crap most of the time time. because there's toys everywhere trash like i feel like i live in a frat house but i don't there's just like cups everywhere and chip bags and i don't know what it is with our kids and not throwing out trash and i can never bust who it is because i never see it i just see the aftermath and i'm like who did this and no one fesses up because no. nobody wants to get in trouble and they all blame each other
2: and they cover for each other like toy like literally toilets aren't flushed no never do you walk in the living room and there's cushions on the couch still never
3: i'm willing to bet that the Viper Room bathroom, men's bathroom, is cleaner than our upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. bathroom.
2: God, yeah. It, pick any truck stop. Dude, there's graffiti on my toilet. <laughs> yes. We found graffiti on our toilet yesterday. Oh, my God. And no one oh, will God. fess up. They're all like, what? <gasps> oh, geez. It was the ghost.
3: Uh, it must have been a ghost.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. So, needless to say, whenever we do have a guest, it's a big process of cleaning. getting the house just viewable right and smellable and smellable <laughs> like I'm, I'm not kidding like we we'll, we it's a real a ritual it takes hours really to, to do it it's usually during a workday or in the middle of a workday or at the end of the workday whatever the case may be it's like you got to tidy up the different sections of the house right the staircase is usually covered in clothes we'll pick up all the clothes take them upstairs put them in the laundry room you know restock all the bathrooms make sure the toilets are scrubbed because the kids don't flush it set everything up properly and then we light candles in each certain rooms and sectors of the house so they each smell like something in particular a big uh, popular smell around here is the is it the pumpkin waffle is that what it is yeah the pumpkin waffle smell. Pecan pumpkin waffle. Oh, God. Everybody bath wonders and, what that
3: is. Bath and Body Works.
2: It's so good. And then usually in the studio, I like this thing. It's one of those companies that makes the candles that are inspired by uh, Walt, uh, like Disneyland rides and attractions. And there's one that purportedly smells like Walt Disney's office. So it's got kind of a tobacco, sandalwoody oak smell to it i guess just smells old yeah it's supposed to smell like books and like a like an office it smells fantastic so i like that in the room and then we have this tv in the room that's framed so it looks like a a painting and of course a studio for anyone listening who doesn't hasn't heard about the studio the studio's behind a, a bookcase a secret door in the house that you tilt the book and it opens up and you're in this victorian style studio And on the wall is a television that's framed because everything in this room has that old vintage aesthetic. And we did that so that there's nothing in the room that will really throw you out of the world building that we're trying to do for ourselves. God forbid. Right? Something not match. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, even the chairs took, like, weeks, months to find Mm -hmm. ones that... Had an old look, but functioned new and had new parts, so they weren't breaking down all the time. They're still breaking down. All the
3: I'm time. surprised this room is even built.
2: Yes. Yeah, it took years. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so there's this frame TV, and usually on the frame TV, we'll put like a static image of the guest's TV show or publicity shot or whatever. We kind of put that in to welcome the guest, and we set um, music. Uh, Halloween music from the 20s and 30s on, very low in old 100 year old radio speakers, and kind of set the mood. All the lights are dimmed, and this take that takes hours, right? Okay. And then there's the pre- preparation for the interview, and then getting everybody here in person at the time. This is way before the pandemic and all that stuff. So this is the usual, the norm. In fact, we didn't even have Zoom. We didn't even know what Zoom was. Yeah. We're using Skype. Nothing. There was no. <laughs> I don't think anybody was right. No, nope, they were not. It was almost kind of frowned upon in the podcast world at that point. I even heard people say, "Too hype for Skype." <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's funny. It's like if I wasn't in person. You know, poo-poo on you. <laughs> Anyhow, so we uh, and arranged for this guest to come on, and we're all waiting around. And the show had more hosts then, too. We had a couple other friends here with us on the team. And we were all here waiting and waiting and waiting. And the time came when she was supposed to arrive. I think it was, you know, at night, seven thirty, seven o'clock, something like that. 7 turned to 7.30, turned to 7.45, turned to 8, turned to 9. No one was showing up. And then we, I think we ended up getting a call from a publicist who said yeah. she's... Dry, she's outside your house but won't go in. Or she's driving up the hill to your house. Something. Oh no, she drove up and then turned around when That's she saw what i was. Yeah, she saw where it was and turned around and went back home and maybe you can call her and see if you could talk to her and see if you can convince her to turn around and come back to the show.
3: I will say that on the confirmation it does say
2: yeah, it says yeah, residential, In yeah.
3: In a residential area.
2: Yeah, we're not trying to pull one over on anybody. We were very forward and open about our description. But uh, yeah, so Lauren ended up having to, she got on the phone.
3: Yeah, and I tried to convince her to come back and I said, you can Google any one of us. And, you know, I said, we're with Bloody Disgusting. We have like 20 episodes. Elvira was here like two weeks ago. Danny Elfman was here last week. They're all still alive from what I know.
2: <laughs> it sucks. kind of. And having to drop names kind of sucks, too. Yeah. Right? It feels like it feels weird. But at the same time, I mean, I understand it. Right. Yeah. There's, you know. Sure, if you've never heard, uh, you know, not that a lot of people haven't heard of us, of course, but, you know, for a guest who's not aware or might not have um, had all the information, I guess, yeah, it could be, oh, I'm at a house. What am I going to be murdered? But that's where you came in and kind of just, just explained everything and explained our provenance as uh, a, yeah. as people in maybe the broadcasting industry that we have real yeah, jobs. We're not going to kill you.
3: think I said that you work for K-Rock, right. you know, I said, you can, like I said, you can Google right. us, you know,
2: no criminal records here. Yeah. Well, at least I, I, you know, I'm not sure about Leo, but
3: right. Well, you know, the verdict's out, <laughs> Um and she was not
2: budging. It, it did, well no. I think she was kind of she was going for it a little bit and then I think she said she would would call us back or something, had another call.
3: Yeah, and she was like, Oh, I have another, another call. call. Um you know, I'm I'm just really nervous. I didn't know what was in a house. Fair enough. And I was like, Okay, that, that's fine. Um and and then I kept saying I said like you know, I'm here. I said we have a babysitter that is also here. We have four kids that are here. It's a safe space. You know, we're we're with bloody disgusting. We're
2: very excited to have you on. Yeah. And then I think I even uh, filmed kind of what we had set up, right? Yeah, you did. And then sent it over, and and that yeah, that was it. Uh, we never heard from her again ever.
3: No. But she said she would call back and she never did. Yeah. And I later saw that she did another podcast in someone's house and that stung. Yeah. And I was like, was it us? Like, what was it?
2: I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever find out, which is sad because we're huge fans.
3: Okay. I am not really a huge fan anymore. Yeah. No. To be honest, because now we're all about honesty, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we don't have to, like, sugarcoat it. I mean, maybe some things, but I'm being straight with you. I'm like, my feelings were hurt. You know, I think that she or the the PR company should have apologized because it inconvenienced us, and it was unprofessional.
2: Well, to be and honest and open and candid. The the publicity company did contact us the next day. They felt really bad. Right. And they were okay. like, hey, you know what? Thank you for sending over the video tour of the studio and the setup and explaining everything. Because we were able to pass that along to her. And she, we think she's going to do the show. So you'll hear from her in the next couple of days. And well, she's right. going to reschedule. No, we never heard from him. No. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think any re- emails are responded back to, but... I don't know.
3: But I think that you have, as a guest, you have a responsibility to look up where you're going to, like what these people are about. Like if I was going to be on someone's show, I would want to know as much as I could about these people.
2: Sure. I mean, I get that. But at the same time, that's why people hire publicists to do that vetting for you. So. In the guest defense, it could just be that for some reason that wasn't communicated in a way that satisfied her and she, you know, had had issue with it and didn't feel comfortable. And ultimately, hey, if you don't feel comfortable and you're about to enter a space that you don't feel comfortable in, don't go, you know? Right. But, you know, at the same time, it'd be awesome to get another chance. But yeah, that was the guest that got away.
1: The Boo Crew will be right back. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Tonight, the world's most horrible combination of the decade. Showing in blood-curdling color. See a most diabolical story of sacrifices to a non-human creature in Brides of Blood. Starring John Ashley. The second unbelievable terror will scare the pure-living yell out of you when you see Christopher Lee in Blood Fiend. A pre-engagement ring set will be given to the girls who attend. Tonight. It's ashes Ashes to ashes, ashes. dust to dust. dust. If the brides brides of blood blood don't get you, you, the blood fiend fiend must. So, will we see you tonight? Tonight? Good.
2: On a related note, I was thinking of this one. Remember when we scared a guest so badly that uh, we felt horrible like for weeks after? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leo, do you remember this? Were you were you there for this episode?
0: Yes. Yeah, I was there, yeah.
3: But he wasn't here for the awkward part.
2: I don't know. Leo.
0: Well, I was you, there. You were part of it? I got there early. There were... Oh, Two friends okay. We've been on a yet. They're on their way, and that was the early one, so I saw the whole thing.
2: <sighs> that was brutal. So we're talking about... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> we're talking about a guy who's awesome, by the way. And, yes. And he it ended up... It, he he ended up being so cool it and was nice. Us. But wow, did we ever scare the shit out of him. We think. He never said, oh, I'm scared. I'm fucking terrified of you guys. Are, but it just played out in a way that made yeah. us feel like, man, we're being creepy. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but i think that once he realized once he saw the studio once he entered the studio he was like oh my god he's like you guys are my best friends you know it's like And then afterward he couldn't, he couldn't stop talking about it. Remember he couldn't, um,
2: that's true. No, he was awesome, but it it didn't matter at that point because I think Lauren and I were so like wrapped up in our own awkwardness that that's all we could think of is, wow, we must look like fucking crazy people right now. Oh my God. And that just kept replaying in my head. It could have been the, you know, the best hang ever, but I'm just like, oh my God, we totally fucked up. Right. Yeah. So we're talking about Dan Fogler. Who's an amazing dude, right? Creator of horror comics, uh, the Moon Lake Anthology, Brooklyn Gladiator, Fishkill, a tremendous comedian and actor. He starred in The Walking Dead, directed and wrote his own horror comedy, Hysterical Psycho. He was in the movie Fanboys and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And that's where it gets awkward. That's where it gets awkward. So he came in, he, I think he kind of came in in a, like an Uber or a driver. Somebody dropped him off, okay? So talk about being completely disarmed. He had no way to leave. He shows up, comes in to the house. It's it's kind of hard to set the tone. So the entryway of our house (laughs) has a lot of Harry Potter stuff in it, right? It's got a life-size statue of Harry having a wand battle with a life-size Voldemort. And these things look very real. They're made of silicone, custom-made, massive life-size statues. So you see this when you walk in. You see a a Green God Goblin when you walk. All sorts of stuff set up in the entryway. It looks like you're walking into the set of a Harry Potter movie. It does. And when he walked in and saw that, the look on his face was, holy fuck. They're going to kill me. Yeah, I got tricked to going to a Harry Potter fan's house. And I don't know if there is even a podcast to be had.
3: I will say this. This is the irony of the whole situation. We really like Harry Potter and we really like the aesthetic of Harry Potter, but I am in no way, and I don't think you are like a Potter head. Like we're not experts.
2: No, we're not aficionados. You wouldn't know that from seeing... the.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Very misleading. Um, You know, people think like, oh, they're really into Harry Potter and people will be talking to me and I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? I don't think I've ever watched the full first movie Mm -hmm. because I always fall asleep. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people want to kill me right now. But if you... No, I had the
2: same experience with the first movie.
3: If you know me, I fall asleep during everything, so... It doesn't say that much, but
2: <laughs> No, the first movie kind of crawls. I will say that. Prisoner the of end. Azkaban rocks, man. That's a really good movie and the Deathly Hollows movies are fucking yeah, awesome too. The
3: the Deathly Hollows are are the best. But we we really like the look of Harry Potter and then it has to do with magic and our kids were really into Harry Potter. Um now our eight year old is following in her sister's footsteps and reading the books and is just super excited by that so anyways he (laughs) comes here and he's probably freaking out because i get it i would freak out too yeah it
2: looks really bad like it looks exactly how i described it like oh fuck i got tricked these people are gonna fucking murder me yeah. And he, 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 almost in his voice there was a little bit of that trepidation. Yeah. Like he was like Uh so you guys really like Harry Potter, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck. And then I went over no, and, not really. Yeah. For some stupid idea. There's like there's a carousel in the house. There's oh. a carousel in the house. And uh this must sound really weird to people. There's a carousel in the house. There is. There's a carousel in the living it's room. It's like um like a kitty carousel. Yeah. Like you'd see at a mall or exactly. something. Right? So, but it, I, you can program music into it that you want. So I had it programmed. I forgot that I had it programmed for the kids, all Harry Potter music. Oh God. So I go over, I'm like, oh, uh, like I'm just trying to distract him because we're waiting for our other co-hosts to come and we were, they, he came very early. So I think we had like 20 or 30 minutes with him. So we we're like, oh my God, uh, here, here's this carousel. Uh, And, And it works. And then I remembered
3: and as he's like turning it on I'm thinking no like in slow motion in my head like not the carousel don't do it and he's like the carousel I'm like fuck
2: yeah the first thing that comes on is like Daniel Radcliffe's like expecto patronum and then the Harry Potter music starts playing and it's spinning around playing the Harry Potter music and the look on his face is just like oh and i was like oh my god I wanted to crawl in Inside the ground And there was all this time to kill still I was like uh uh So he goes uh can I use the bathroom Which is
3: also Well yeah that's the thing
2: So he's like can I use the bathroom Like it sounded almost like uh, Like like he's going to make a call, right? Like go in the bathroom, call somebody fucking pick me up, right? Get an Uber over here and save my ass. So he goes in the bathroom and yes, in the bathroom above the toilet is fucking like all sorts of Harry Potter shit (laughs) framed. Like he's probably like, what the fuck? This is insane. Oh, I don't know what happened at what? Remember Scarlet oh yeah and our daughter was there dressed in a Harry Potter fucking robe and (laughs) she wanted to meet him and we were like she comes out of the corner I'm like we're like go 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 back go back she's like okay she hides back and then at the time we had a fucking wand that opened the bookcase right it was a Harry Potter wand that that's how you open the bookcase into the studio and I'm like Lord we gotta like while he's in the bathroom we gotta not do the one, we gotta not do the one we did the book we did a book and said so oh my god so he came out of the bathroom and I think right then everybody else showed up and then we all went in the studio and did the show, but and when we started doing, he was fucking awesome. Like he was on. You wouldn't know that anything bothered him as soon as like all the microphones went on. And for all we know, none none of this, this shit could bothered have been
3: him. All it in could our been all, heads, <laughs> could right? All been in he our heads. could have, if he's listening to this, yeah. he might be like, "What the hell? I didn't think that." Exactly. What I don't.
2: I-, I don't see how anyone would have not have thought that though. Come yeah. on, like it's uh, like over the top. Not only just like a Potter fan, it looked like we were the fucking craziest Potter fan. The <laughs> Carousel in the house yeah. And a life-size wand battle In your entryway oh I think we out pottered the, the biggest potter heads Out there oh, yeah. oh my god Yeah And then that shit Was going through our heads The whole interview And then like I was looking at my questions I'm like So Uh what about your experience on Fantastic Beasts and where to find? Them? I took my pen and was like X. We're not going to fucking talk about Potter shit at all. Yeah, I think we did still a little bit, but it was very like very brief, cautiously, you know, tiptoeing around it. But wow, what an experience that was! And then he did a video for us. Remember? Yeah, he did like a teaser video, and he was so fucking cool. And then he contacted yeah, the me, after. yeah, with the cond- candelabra, yeah. Then he contacted. me yeah me after and he was like god like you guys should be on my podcast sometime and he was so fucking cool
3: yeah he was really
2: nice yeah Yeah. and i hope i hope we get to do this again in uh coming across as less creepy maybe
3: oh that'd be nice
2: wouldn't that be nice dan fogler everybody all right moving on horror homework leo what do you got this week man
0: this week i have something uh straight out of ireland it's called let the wrong one in
2: what let the wrong one in <laughs> yes is it a parody of let the right one in that's funny yes sir no way
0: uh yeah not exactly like a like a you know beat for beat note for no parody or anything i just play it just plays on the you know on the tropes of uh vampirism and all that you know got it i uh, like the mirrors and the crucifixes and the vampire slayer and all that you know so um but yeah i never heard of this and it's a 2021 release and it's currently on shutter I uh, it was uh written and directed by Connor mcmahon and most of it uh i think all of it was shot in dublin i believe you know on, on either his home or his streets or some club uh that's longer there apparently but it's a, the basic premise is a young supermarket worker discovers that his older like uh you know path brother who he's kind of like the scapegoat of the family he's a vampire and he must choose whether to help him or slay him so it's a horror comedy that uh, has these, like, you know, these funny moments. It, it, it really plays up on the, you know, on the culture and language of, you know, uh, just the mannerisms, uh, you know, of uh, being Irish, you know. So, so if, if you're looking, you know, for the details and the humor, it, it's all there. It's pretty, it's pretty funny, you know. And it, of course, you know, you can't help but think of something like, um, you know, Shaun of the Dead movies because it's, it's well, like, you know, they yeah. play up on the English, you know, the English part of it, and I'm like. You know, it's what makes makes it funny, right? Because it's not American humor, but it's, boy, the British would say certain things, you know, that makes it funny, you know? Sure. So, it's kind of like that. Um, The movie stars Carl Rice as Matt, and Ellen Duffy as Deco, who's who's a brother of the Black Sheep and Family. And stars one other person, Lauren, which I think you might recognize. He stars Anthony Head, who plays Henry. Oh, that's so
2: cool. Buffy, right? Yes. We you're yeah. we watching Loser. the... Lauren has been watching the Buffy, uh, like, the whole series, right? I mean, I walked in the other day, you are watching that, the musical one they did.
3: Once yeah. More With Feeling. Yeah. He's such a
0: good singer. Yeah, Anthony Hanna yeah, is an amazing
2: singer. Is he from, like, the yeah. mu- musical theater world?
0: I don't know. Well, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. Because a lot of roles that I see him in... Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I know him from Buffy. But also, we know him currently from the hottest, probably, show on apple tv you know streaming uh ted lasso so if you're watching ted lasso he plays rupert mannion who's the owner of the rival football club the ex the ex-husband you'll you know who that is so if you're watching that show you know exactly who he is but yeah it was such a surprise to see him in this movie and, he, and he's, he's got, a, got a big role too
2: one one second um, just gonna pause to pause you for a sec one of the greatest episodes of buffy that i've ever seen is hush
3: oh so good
2: Lauren, you put that on the other night when we were, I was like, hey, let's, and then you put that on, because who plays uh, one of the guys? Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Oh, that's funny. Hocus Pocus, Crimson Peak, a million yeah. other things. Yeah, he's been in yeah. Like,
3: everything.
2: Yeah, those those creatures are some of the scariest. Uh, would you say these are the scariest creatures slash monsters that have ever been on TV?
3: I would say so.
2: It's got to be up I there. I mean,
3: like, probably paid Cable has more to work with and could be more scary, but for the time,
2: yeah, yeah, for the time when there was no like haunting of Hill House and all those shows on yeah, Internet definitely Netflix or anything like that. Yeah, like was yeah. It the WB or uh, was it CW or WB back then? WB. Okay, yeah, terrifying man. And these guys like in Hush, they floated and did they did their teeth chatter? They they they, lo- they were called the gentlemen. Was that what yeah. they were called?
3: And they were looking for <sighs> hearts.
2: And they wore they wore suits and they were skeletal. It's skeletal faces, and they had like permanent cool. smiles. Yeah, it was fucking that's so good, so good. Anyway, sorry sorry, pretty- sorry to interrupt you, man.
0: Oh yeah, no, that's 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 pretty much it. But um, I had a good time with this movie. It's it's funny, and uh there's a lot of good stuff in here to watch. And like I said, just just go into it looking for a good time with the horror comedy and. There's plenty of Irish-related uh, jokes, and it's something we don't see, Irish movie vampires, you know?
2: Would you say it's, it's a comedy like, uh, with teeth?
0: <laughs> it really sinks its teeth in, for sure. There oh, go.
2: boy. There you
0: go. There's a lot of blood in this movie, man. There's a lot of blood. Really?
2: Like it's gory? Yeah, a lot, of,
0: yeah a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of practical effects, which with the blood, is the blood, blood everywhere. Uh, which I thought was fun And even when they had So they raised the stakes
2: vampires, They raised the stakes yes, As did. far as the blood uh, goes They did uh, The uh, ups uh,
0: Yeah
2: Oh boy You oh, can man. count on this movie To be scary I love
0: the patriarchal uh, Vampire jokes here Oh boy <laughs> The vampire dad jokes um,
2: <laughs> Yeah right It's gonna be like all count, night Count the Ha
3: Oh. we oh, just man. lost like the two it's listeners a movie, it's have. a
2: movie that doesn't suck uh, uh, uh. yes <laughs> it doesn't bite yeah.
0: <laughs> thanks for oh, thanks
2: for reviewing the movie uh,
3: uh, uh. Leo is never bringing yeah. a vampire movie ever to the table after this, this I guarantee it That's, yeah. we're done alright
0: That's funny Is that well, it yeah I it? recommend it it's on, it's on Shudder uh, check it out if you want something fun to watch something different and um yeah it's good to see Anthony Ed in this movie he's trying to think of something else
3: okay let's move on
2: <laughs> excuse me for coughing
3: <laughs> okay alright wow uh, anyways wow uh, we watched we watched
2: a lot of stuff We've been getting into TV.
3: Yeah, which is something that we don't typically do because it's such a commitment but we're going between three different
2: shows, which is really... More. Right, we still haven't finished all of Servant. We still haven't finished all of You. And then we started, for some reason, taking on new other new shows. God, Mayfair we're Witches. Stupid. We're still watching our way through Mayfair Witches, too. We're dumb.
3: But anyways, we started a new show called... Why Women Kill. And we're watching season one because we did watch se- season two with uh, Nick Frost, which was yeah. really
2: good. So it's not really It's not a new show by any means. In fact, it's now canceled. They they were going to do a season three. They even had it all like they had a big roster of big name actors that were going to star in season three. No. They were They were just about to start contract negotiations and having those serious talks. And then it got... It got canceled after it got renewed.
3: That's really annoying. Yeah. Well, I when I say new, it's like new, new to New yeah.
2: <laughs> it, the season season one premiered August in 2019, so that's what we're watching. It is so good. It's fucking phenomenal. I mean, it's not like straight up horror. It's more horror adjacent. It's a very dark comedy.
3: Crazy things happen. It yes. goes between three different stories and they're different eras.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 50s, the 80s, and modern. Yeah. All taking place in one house, right? Over the different eras.
3: Which is really cool because you get to see, you recognize like, oh, that's where that staircase was. Oh, look look at it in the 80s. Oh, look at it in the 50s. And now in the modern era, it looks completely different.
2: But and they use that to their advantage to teleport you into the different eras. They'll like focus the shot on the floor and then the floor changes the era. So, that, you know, it goes from wood to marble, but it's still the same floor in the same house. And then that's how they kind of flavor the, the era as they're bouncing around. Because it's really like all these eras like happen simultaneously in each episode of the show. Yes. Right, like in each episode, you'll transport back and forth between all three eras a few times.
3: And I like that it mentions Burbank. The house is in Pasadena, right?
2: Yeah, but I, I looked it up because I wanted, I wanted to of go and stock it. You know, and it's in Hancock Park, in a gated community, so we can't even stock it. Ugh. And Frank's diner down the street. I swear that's where they film all the diner sequen- sequences. Probably. Yeah, over on Olive Avenue here in Burbank. What is it that you like the most? Like, what's your favorite era?
3: Wow. Um, I would say the 50s. It's
2: so good. 50s is my favorite, too.
3: Because there's a husband on there, and I just hate him. Oh,
2: he's got a punchable face.
3: And I love, it's Jennifer. Jennifer good- Goodwin, yeah. She's an amazing actor. She
2: was in Big Love, right? Mm-hmm. She's so good. I would love to have her on the show
3: probably never gonna probably happen. Probably
2: never gonna happen.
3: But I'm glad that you would like that. I <laughs> Lucy, would like that. Too. Yeah,
2: Lucy Lucy she's in she's in the show. Yeah. Alexander Daddario. The yeah. guy
3: from Secret Life.
2: Oh, he's hilarious. Oh, Reed God, Scott. Yeah. yeah, Reed Scott is his name. Yeah, he's in he's in the in the modern storyline. It's a uh, Thruple.
3: And he is just hysterical. Yeah. You should check it out. It's on paramount plus Plus. Mm-hmm. and if you watch season one which is has nothing to do with season two you can watch season two first or season one it really doesn't matter
2: mm-hmm. but if you're in the mood for kind of a dark comedy with uh, some some death thrown in the mix and every single episode every, every minute you feel like you are in trouble along with the characters check it out also we checked out Matt Ruskin's Boston Strangler, which is new on Hulu. If true crime stories compel you. This is very interesting because it's actually based on the the true story of Two female journalists who were really instrumental in the investigation of the Boston Strangler who took the lives of 13 women in the early 60s. And it stars Keira Knightley as the real life Loretta McLaughlin, who was the first journalist to connect the murders and break the story, along with her associate Gene Cole, played by Carrie Coon. Also along on this ride is David Desmalchin. There is nothing this guy can't do that's true he's fantastic he's eerie his performances always feel unsafe unsettling and he sucks you in every time and he's got god he's got so much going on right now he popped up in this which i didn't even know it wasn't even on my radar he's gonna be i think he's in rob savage's the boogeyman that's coming out and he's also in late night with the devil and he's got his count crowley horror comics that you have to read they're so good yeah volume two the graphic novel is out now so you can kind of read both graphic novels and get all the issues in two books, which is probably the preferred way to do it if you're just getting into it. And yeah, he's got tons of projects going on all the time and so much horror. He's like the world's biggest horror fan. And what do you think of Boston Strangler so far? We're almost to the end.
3: I really like it. I love that the story of two women who broke news and they were, You know, bringing up the fact that all these women were getting killed and they weren't moving quick enough. I really liked that it highlighted women.
2: Yeah, it did. Like a strong element of the story is it's as much about the disturbing mystery that was going on as it is about circumventing stereotypes and overcoming sexism during an era where that was incredibly prevalent
3: yeah it was really exciting to see kira knightley's character she was a working mom and she was out doing what she was passionate about Mm -hmm. and at the time i would have expected her to be at home being a housewife and her husband being at work her husband also worked but i don't think she was the breadwinner per se but her job was really important to her and her husband made it important to him.
2: Also, the way that um, the thing looks is really cool. Yeah. Old, dark paneled bars and creepy alleys and incredible clothes and cars and really set in the period beautifully. Thanks. And the cinematography I was commenting, it really looks a lot like Del Toro's Shape of Water. It was like bathed in greens and grays. It's really a yeah, tremendous yeah it's a tremendous place to live for a few hours so and it see uh, Kier Knightley with an American accent this is, is fascinating I don't think I've ever seen her rock an American accent in a movie have you
3: no I have not
2: but She's is great yeah. yeah it's very cool so check out Boston Strangler on Hulu if you got it Alrighty, righty uh, let's see here I'm just checking my list see if I got anything ah, that's about all I got for now How about you Leo oh,
0: wait, you didn't you didn't get into you didn't get to watch tantrum yet.
2: No, not yet. Not yet. I'm adding to my list. There's Antrim. And then there's another new one that we saw while looking for something else. Oh, was we were looking for one of McKaylee's movies, Unfollowed. And we found a movie called Followed that is now on my list. It's from 2018, and maybe you're listening, you want to put it on your list. This looks really cool. It's a supernatural film written by Todd Click, directed by Antoine Lee, his uh, feature directorial debut. And it's, um, it kind of takes place on a screen like Tamir to, to Bikmatov's screen movies like Unfriended and uh, Profile. And uh, this one follows a vlogger who takes his vlog to a cursed hotel sound familiar? It's kind of based on the Hotel Cecil. Uh. And the elevator game, the paranormal elevator game actually has something to do with what you see in the movie in the trailer. They're, they're playing the elevator game and it shows what happens when you are what apparently happens when you play the elevator game, which is some of the scariest shit I've ever read in my life. If you're a fan of creepypastas and you read the details of how to play the elevator game involving like punching in different numbers and going to different floors. And it's kind of like a ritual and it takes you to another dimension kind of thing. And that was actually a theory about some of the disappearances at the real life hotel Cecil here in LA. So this movie kind of explores that in a found footage live vlogger kind of way and the reviews are really cool for it it it, it added it's had its world premiere at the burbank international film festival which i didn't even know existed (laughs) back in 2018 and it won the award for best horror thriller film that's funny yeah and you can watch it i believe it's on tubi for free so if you're out there followed watch it along with us hopefully we get to it one day if we ever finish all these millions of tv shows that we've started and just kind of leave hanging yeah, yeah, it's a problem. It's good to have something to look forward to, right? All right. Leo, anything else? Nope, that's it. That was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 376, production tracks provided by Power Man 5000. Till next time, from myself, Lauren, and Leo, it is the Boo Crew saying...
3: Sweet screens.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at talesfromtheboocrew.com Crew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Tales from the Boo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand. And Leone DiAntonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand. Chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation. Part of the bloody disgusting podcast network.
0: Bye. The bloody disgusting podcast network, home of the Boo Crew for horror-centric interviews, SCP archives, weekly full cast storytelling, horror queers, genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective, and creepy for disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com/podcasts.